The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot Podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot Podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Hey, welcome back. Another episode of HBC. I wish your boy Pooh Bell. Got my man Ant Petty Murphy in the building. What's good? My boy, how you doing? What's happening, dog? It was a Monday that I ain't have to work, so it was a great day. It was, it was. Uh, and not just that, man. Um we had football all weekend, some great games. Yes, Shout out to is it fair to say that HBCUs had the best matchups? In all the college football this weekend, I don't think that's too far fetched to say. I mean, it was a, a lot, lot of great games. Matches. Yeah, yes, all the Labor Day classics, uh, the uh, Orange Blossom Classic. Safe to say that's going to stay orange for at least this year. Uh, at, least, yeah, at least another year. <laughs> at least this year, um, man. Brick the City Red, kickoff. Yeah, there you go. Brick City kickoff. Uh, Red Tails Classic. So definitely some Labor great Day games. Classic. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's good, Josh? He said, "How you, uh, fellas? How y'all doing?" Uh, I'm great, man. I am. I am wonderful. I'm wonderful. Um, coming off a of high, man. Listen, I want to give a big shout out to uh, Fred, uh, Travis, uh, all of Alabama State, uh, all the people I got to see. You know, what I'm saying, got to see uh, our brother Jamie again. Got to see, you know, what I'm saying. The uh, you know, what I'm saying BJ, uh, got to meet you know, what I'm saying melanated, um, and his crew. Listen, hey, when he was talking about with the food that they had, listen, if you ever get a chance to go to Alabama State for a tailgate, that's how it should be done. I'll just I'll say that that's how it should be done. Shout out melanated and his people, uh, Miss Erica. Hey, just an amazing, first of all, amazing person. Then she brought some of her Howard friends and um in true Howard fashion. They Pinky brought champagne. They brought champagne and drunk it. You know, had they had they they plastic cups drinking with the pink in there. I was gonna drink some with them, man, but I got, you know, saying caught up ripping around. I was trying to get my steps in. Get about you you ain't bougie enough. Yeah, I wasn't bougie enough, man. Shout so uh uh Miss Keisha Mill, uh Black college experience too, man. Hey, man. Then I saw our guys, man. We were supposed to have them on, man. Uh, wild card. Uh, we uh, Kendall A. Smith and uh, and Khalil uh, Kellerman. Saw them. <laughs> Khalil Kellerman, man. Uh, man, them boys was working, man. I uh, it's like, man, I was asking them, say, like, hey, you know, say this is my first time being, you know, say especially Alabama State. How you doing? It's like, man, we, you know. It's kind of you know what I'm saying first time we really been doing like on sidelines. Okay, it's all right. So yeah, I'm, I might try to stick with y'all. It's all right. My turn, my head. Look at some. I look back. They were gone. 
They was living on, it up, bro. Boy, I'm talking about they was on opposite ends of the fields, getting all the angles. So yeah, he said, "How wine and cheese affair?" Yeah, man. It was, Erica brought her, brought the crew with her, man. It was sipping a um sippity sip. I walked over. Erica had a, a big old plate, all kind of surreal hamburger, all kind of stuff, man. She was tearing it up. Uh, she was, man. She gonna get you for that. Yeah, she would. Hey, she she can get mad. I mean, she ain't gonna get mad, but she would eat. Listen, <laughs> she had that plate. She she better get mad at that plate. She ate it like she was bad at it. Like that plate owed her money. She uh, but it was good, man. <laughs> I love Erica, man. You can't help but love Erica, man. Um, I'm trying to see if somebody else I'm missing. I said BJ. I saw J Max. Saw J Max there. Uh, he was working, doing his thing. Uh. What's good, Shannon? Shannon said she uh uh said they watching the uh Clemson Duke. I was looking at it earlier. Uh don't be surprised Duke pulled that off. I'm trying to think of what else may happen. That was uh it was somebody else. Oh, you know I saw you know I saw my boy, and I had to let him know. Oh, Bubba. I had to let Bubba know. Talking about the swag defensive player of the week, Bubba. Yes, sir. I I, I walked behind him. And uh, you know what I'm saying? It was kind of, you know, Alabama, I, I have to say Alabama State was kind of, you know, defense was kind of moving a little little slow in the first half, you know. Um, I walked up behind him, said, Hey, I just want to let you know what Tom could be cheating. And he started laughing, you know what I'm saying? He turned up after that though. I guess you know what I'm saying, it was motivation. So I'm gonna have to give him a call every week, let him know. <laughs> Trying to take credit for that, man. Hey, man, listen, listen. I'm gonna, you know, hey, listen. HBCU, I got things to prove, man. We're gonna gotta be in some places. Um, y'all, let me know which high school be cheating in your area. I go, <laughs> go tell, <laughs> go tell your players, hey, your high school be cheating. But nah, man, it was good, man. It was a great, great experience, man. Enjoyed it. Um. Something else we gonna we gotta talk about this battle of the bands or, or this band national championship. It's being you can see the the implications. The bands was going at it, and, and granted, bands always go at it or whatever. But this felt like extra spicy. I mean, so and then Alabama State didn't make it no eat the fans. The fans was talking so I'm talking. You would I'm used to fans talking football. I mean, trash to the football players. The fans was talking trash to the band so much. Southern band. Yeah, I saw that. Turned and faced the fans and started playing directly at them. So I saw that. That was pretty funny. Yeah, it was, man. It was. Hey, and then Alabama State had me hype off the jump, off rip. Because when the team was getting ready to come out the tunnel, I had I have never heard a band play this. And so when I heard it, I was like, oh. They started playing that, bah, 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 bah. whoop that trick, whoop that trick. Get I was like, oh, okay. They bag for that one. Oh, they, oh, oh, hey, I was like, let's get it, let's get it. But uh, but yeah, man, I I, enjoy, I truly thoroughly enjoyed myself, man. I, I hadn't stopped talking about it. Um, look forward to going back down there or, or catching another state game. Uh, I don't know when. Just simply because of time and stuff. Uh, maybe Port City. Uh, matter of fact, I do know when I'm going to catch. 
the revenge game in Mobile. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna try to hit that one as well. So we I'm got go, Rev, Rev. If you walking, I mean, if, if you watching Rev, you can go ahead and get the uh get the rooms ready. HBC all coming. We coming. What do you say? Oh, we coming. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll get that. But man, let's go ahead and get ready to get started, man. Uh, y'all know what it is, man. Get a shout out to our sponsors over at Bet Online. BetOnline.ag. We'll be back in one minute. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your sports information, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds, lines, and player injury reports for this year's NBA and NHL playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters. This season, we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. We have everything from NBA, NFL, MLB, and NHL to golf, tennis, UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. Head on over to BetOnline.ag today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, man. Uh, we are back, man. Listen, y'all know what it is. Want to say thank you, everyone, for watching. Could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. Uh, we appreciate that. Don't forget, subscribe, like, share, uh, super chat. Help us get to the swag championship game. Help us, hey, help us uh for this uh all these classic we finna try to hit up. I get to get this great reporting and these these pitches. Slide. Great reporting. We do. We get some great, excellent reporting, man. I be finding that stuff, man. People be talking to us. They be letting us stuff, you know, the inside scoop. Sources. Yeah. Breaking news. We're we'll anyway. talking to you. Oh, man. But, man, no, man. It's, um, we're going to talk more about, about that game and, and that situation. Um, but, man, I do want to start here. Game of the week? Nah, I wasn't game of the week. Um, it's one of the what was it makes me feel good about my prediction. Let's talk about Morgan State versus Richmond. Okay, we're gonna start the the upset of the week. Okay. Yes. Let's talk about Morgan State versus Richmond. Shout out to the fighting um banks, Markham Banks. Um, them bass. They went down, took care of them, them uh Richmond spiders, man. Um Finished the game off 17-10. Um, pure dominance on defense. Oh, yeah. Pure dominance. Um, Morgan State, we we so my prediction, I, I've said it uh two or three times on, on a couple of different shows. Uh, I know I said it on here. Morgan State's my prediction, uh, my prediction is Morgan State will finish second in the uh in the MIAC. Um, just simply because of their defense. If they're Offense is is has any semblance of life. They're going to be very dangerous, um, and I think they can do it. The way they play this weekend versus Richmond, uh, their defense uh, with the those two Aeneas Williams uh, watch list players, 
when you also have uh, a linebacking core that is is ranked as uh, one of the top in the in FCS. I didn't say HBCU, FCS. Um, yeah. yeah, this defense got something to prove, and I like it. Man, they they play like they had a chip on their shoulder against Richmond, man. Uh, Miak defensive player of the week, Eric Hunter, 11 and a half tackles, sack and a half, forced fumble, man was all over the field. Um, they did. They played like they knew that, like they knew that they was gonna they was gonna be relied upon to kind of lead, you know, lead this team to victory. The offense didn't play bad, but the defense definitely was what carried that team to victory versus Richmond. And we we like to think of Richmond as kind of a high powered offense, but we mm-hmm. didn't see any of that Saturday. Yeah, man, definitely, man. One of the great. Um great showings uh especially for a um MIAC squad against uh well the CA CAA members who tend to you know what I'm saying whoop up on the MIAC a little bit or or HBCUs as a whole uh, <laughs> man listen Shannon listen I'm trying to avoid that um I'm I'm recovering mm-hmm. um <laughs> It's funny. I told the kids at, at practice today. Shannon Briggs said, LSU need to play like that last night. Um, I told the kids at practice, I said, uh, y'all running extra laps until I can fit. Uh, I said, y'all going to run until I uh, forget about uh, last night. <laughs> they said, what happened last night? Man, those kids ain't do nothing to you, man. Man, one of them little kids said, man, I was. he said, I was rooting for LSU. I mean, he, no, he said, I was running for Florida State. I said, 30 laps. Go. Just run. As a matter of fact, tell your mama and your dad to come over here. They're going to run, too. They raised you wrong. But, no. Uh, but, yeah, man, uh, that defense of, of Morgan State, man. I'm looking forward to see, you know, how that season plays out, man. I, I realistically think that they'll do – in the MEAC, they can go 4 and one With that, of course, the one loss being Central. I think that's you the only – well, I'm not going to say the only team. Huh? You don't think they could be Central? I ain't like, saying they can't. You just I ain't saying they can't like beat Central. Hell. I'm not saying they can't beat Central because everybody can be beaten. But what I am saying is that I think Central is um, is is dynamic enough to to maneuver that that defense. So uh, we'll go there. Yeah. Anything, man? Right. Before we uh, because we're gonna move on this next one. <laughs> nah, that's all. I, I just really that that defense and and shout out to uh. E for the Eric Hunter for that performance he had. That's all I really was uh because man, that, that guy was all over the field. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh speaking of all over the field, Hampton versus Grambling. Hampton quarterback was all over the field. Yes. Uh he um I think he got CAA offensive player. Offensive player. I mean yeah, I, he, uh, of the week. That. I'm sorry. He yes, got he CAA. Yeah, offensive player. We had 280 uh, all per, uh, total yards and um, four touchdowns. I man had 100 on the ground and 100 or something in there, man. Graham, I mean, Graham, what's going on, man? So I, I didn't see this game live. I saw highlights and I saw um, the score and kind of, you know, some secondhand information. Tell me about it, man, because I, I know when, you, when I first somebody, you know, I said, let me check this score. And I looked at the score. I said, that ain't right. And I thought my signal was bad. 
Grant, I think if I'm not mistaken, Graham scored first, but after mm-hmm. that it was it was all Hampton, man. Uh Gremlin offense did look good. Miles Crowley swag player offensive player of the week. Um if I'm not mistaken. Oh uh, he and he uh Oh yeah, no, no, he wasn't offensive player of the week. Well, he was uh offensive player of the week from some publication. I could I it might okay. not have been the swag, but uh I saw Graham posted it today. I mean he looked he looked great. Um but defensively, man, I I just don't know, bro. It it don't look like they really had a clue, man. Hampton was able to do whatever they wanted offensively. Uh Graham will try to answer, but Hampton will come right back with another score. So uh yeah. Graham got a lot to fix defensively, man. But there's a lot to be um hopeful for offensively for Graham with both Tony Hall's offense, but Miles Crowley, man, they got them a quarterback. I think we can we can kind of answer those questions now that Grandma's Grandma's got them a competent quarterback, mm-hmm. and going forward for the swag in the swag play that's got to at least give them some a boost of confidence. But if they don't fix that defense, I don't know if it's gonna matter. Yeah, I uh I was actually it's funny you say that I was actually talking with uh Khalil, and um I was telling them um I said hey. I said, uh, Miles had a game. And Kendall looked at him and said, I told you. I told you he was going to do it. Um, but, yeah, he he was very uh, – because I know when I looked it up, uh, and I'm pulling it up now, I know it was like 325, I want to say, he threw for. Um, but just two even – 311. Not just 311. Uh, here we go. Yeah, 311 and two touchdowns. Oh, shoot. I hit the wrong button. Um and no picks, and, and that's that was yeah. another thing. Yeah, three eleven, uh, no picks. Um, yeah, twenty five for thirty eight, so sixty five uh, or sixty six percent completion, three eleven uh, yards, um, two touchdowns. He had a long uh, forty three with a quarterback rating of one fifty one point nine. Yeah, he was he was efficient, man. Yep. He looked good out there. Lyndon uh, Lyndon Rash looked good out there. Like ninety something yards receiving in the touchdown, so offensively, I don't really think there's much to to be concerned about for Graham. And I think you just got to look at that defensive side of the ball, especially whenever you look at the players they got over there. You know, Sonny Anderson, Lewis Matthews, and those guys over there on that squad. You you would expect them to come out with a better performance than this. Yeah, definitely, man, definitely. I, I, when I was talking with the HU Powership, I told him uh, I, I was saying the key to the game was, um, in my opinion, if the offense gets going, um, Grandma's offense get, gets going, and if Hampton couldn't stop the run, that it was gonna be a long day for Hampton. That was assuming Hampton's defense was gonna look like Hampton's defense of last year. Okay, I did not foresee, good. you know, what I'm saying this defense kind of giving giving up the points that they did. I mean, Gremlin had 100 yards rushing, but it, they had to work for it. I don't even know if they averaged like three. I think they averaged less than three and a half yards a carry. I mean, they they had to work for it. They, must, they were much more effective through the air. Yeah, I'm looking now. Yeah, they had uh, they literally barely 100 yards rushing. Um, literally, it, it, bam, 100 yards, and they gave up 279 yards mm-hmm. rushing. Um, mm-hmm. they Grambling got uh, that was on 29 uh attempts, so they had 3.4 yards per rush. Okay, so it was right at three and a half. Okay, yeah, 3.4 yards per rush. Um, 
nine penalties for 85 yards, uh, and, and time of possession killed him. The crazy thing about it, Hampton had two turnovers. Mm-hmm. They threw two interceptions. So when usually when you lose a turnover battle like that, especially like two, that's, you know, the game. Um, but where you can see uh, Hampton had 26 first downs. I mean, you're constantly on the field. Uh, I'm trying to see what was that third down. They were Grambling was seven to thirteen. Hampton was six to thirteen, and then Hampton went for it on on one fourth down and got that. So, yeah, the defense yeah, Grambling defense was on the field for over half the game, man. Yeah, 32, that's, that's, 32 minutes and forty five seconds. Yep. So, and that's yeah. that's with you getting two turnovers. Mm-hmm. Oh, Chuck brings up something said. Gremlins defense has shown that they are weak against mobile quarterbacks. Yep. I think that's fair to say whenever you look at what uh what he was able to do with his legs, man. I mean, hundred and what, hundred how many yards rushing he had? hundred and fourteen yards rushing, two touchdowns. I mean that's yeah, fifteen carries, hundred and fourteen yards. Yes, wow. Wow, that's not a that's that's a recipe for L all day long, man. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, let's talk about the the next big game, man. That that went on this weekend. Um, Orange Blossom Classic. Um, I'm saving. I'm saving one of my favorite. I'm saving my favorite game for last. Travis, stick with us. Stick with us. <laughs> we go, because uh, Travis brought up uh, some, and uh, he he's right about that. Um, oh, what's good, uh, Zach? I meant to, I actually meant to hit you up and see if you want to come on. I, I and, and that's my fault. Uh, he said Hampton's QB looks uh, legit though. Massive upgrade from last season. That's that true. was he, something. He does look legit. Yeah, that was something that we we talked about. Uh, like I said, with HU Power Ship, that was something that they were they were concerned about. Um. And Terry, uh, Terry Wash, uh, said, "Did you see the offensive line for Hampton? They are big, if I'm not mistaken. Um, big is an understatement. Yeah. Um, uh, Jeff was talking about it. Their size. Um, he was talking about their size and was saying that um, because they have to play in CAA, they they started recruiting that line." You know, saying the trenches to be mm-hmm. massive enough and, and big enough to, to, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what's good, Tori? Tori, say for Graham fam all day. Yeah, man. Hey, it's gonna be a bounce back. I, I don't think Graham's down for long. No, I mean I Graham showed a lot offensively. I just think that they got to tighten up on some things defensively, but much more, much more improved offensively over last year. Just yeah. you know, based off game one, what we saw in game one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hold on real quick. Let me see if I can see, shoot this over to Zach real quick. Zach, if you if you want to, you can you can hop on with us. I, uh, uh, let me see, shoot you this link. Because uh, I did have some questions for you about a couple games. Um, let me do this first. I should have Zach on, on speed down. You know, our HR be tripping. Token, our token <laughs> guest. <laughs> oh man, um, 
I mean, I was surprised by the size of Hampton's offensive line, though. I'm not going to lie. They they up there with Howard's size, you know, offensive line, man. They mm-hmm. they big, and they they athletic for their size, too, man. They right. they can get out there and pull and, and some big boys, man, moving that can move. Yeah, that's what you – I mean, like I said, though um, – and and that, that's something you have to say when they move to the the CAA. That is, and also you know, initially going to the Big South, that was something they had to do, man, was uh, adjust to the style of play of, of those conferences, uh, get the the body types for those conferences, and and move and do you know, compete like that. Uh, but yeah, man, let's like I said, I, I, and I kind of introduced. Let's talk about this this Orange Blossom Classic. Um, FAMU at the gate with a massive, and I mean massive, opening kickoff. And it was like, all right, set the tone. Let's go. Um, so let me ask you this first, first off. What are your thoughts? Because I got I got two thoughts on on the uh on the game. What what's your initial thoughts on it though? It's pretty much like I expected it to go oh i didn't expect it to be that one-sided um mm-hmm. early on but i feel like that family was gonna win yeah i felt fam you was gonna win i did not but see and see here's my my thing them jumping out like they did i'm mm-hmm. not surprised jackson state not responding was the surprise for me yeah. um not initially responding initially. Initially, yeah, yeah. What's what's a surprise for me? Um, and then I was waiting on the, and I hate to say it like this, I was waiting on the the other shooter drop and for and for fam you to kind of let out the gas and open the door for Jackson State. Self inflict. I was waiting on it. Um, not because I thought that they that they weren't. Good enough. I just felt like I've seen, I've seen FAMU squander opportunities, mm-hmm. and I, and I was like I said, I was waiting on that other shooter drop. So, um, but then, yeah, go ahead. Your expect? I mean, what is your like your viewpoint of Jackson State? Does it change after this weekend? No, um, I actually so my viewpoint of Jackson State um changed uh my viewpoint of Jackson State changed after the South Carolina State game. Um but it, it changed to the oh they're gonna be really, you know what I'm saying? They're actually gonna be really good. I don't think there's any drop off. Um and I still don't think it's much drop off. I think fam, you just prepared and 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 hit the portal hard enough and mm-hmm. you know saying stock that that roster up to where it just it, it caught up with Jackson State. I think Jackson State still is a really good team. Um second or third in the East. Yeah. I'm I I'm, think still I'm kind of with you on East. that. I think fam use uh attention to the offensive and defensive line in the portal and then you I think you really saw that this past weekend. I think they held up good against that Jackson State front, and they also got after the quarterback pretty well, and they were able to pressure without bringing a lot of blitzes and things of that nature. So 
I think you really saw what they what they was trying to do in the portal. I think you really saw that come to fruition this weekend versus Jackson State. But I'm kind of with you. I think FAMU is as good as people were kind of thinking they would be whenever they can play to their potential, like we saw in the mm-hmm. first half. And I think Jackson State isn't isn't as bad as people were trying to make them seem after this weekend. But they also aren't as good as people were trying to make them seem after beating South Carolina State. I think they're somewhere in that middle ground, and I think they are a little bit behind FAMU, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Jackson State was still right there in the mix for that East title at the end of the season. Yeah, they definitely going to need some help. Um, But yeah, now they will. Yeah, Taraj says, uh, Golden Boot uh, Pod, Um, FAMU looks really good. Uh, they have talent on both sides of the ball. JSU still can bounce back from this. JSU has talent as well. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. And that kind of goes with what we, we were both saying. Um, but yeah. Uh hold on, hold on. We got we got breaking, breaking, breaking mm-hmm. news. Affirmative actions in the building, ladies and gentlemen. We got them back. <laughs> Our good man, Zach. Appreciate you jumping on, man. Last minute. What's good, Zach? Hey man, how are you guys doing? Hey, I'm always ready What's to go up, during bro? football season. You hold up, never, see, hold up. You know what? That's you can tell. Uh, hold on, hold on. We got hold on, Zach. Let me. That's a good point. Yeah. What's good though, man? Uh, Orange mm. Blossom Classic. How you feel about? It? Fam, you answered a lot of question marks that I had. I mean, because sure. for me, it was. It's hard to predict games early in the season anyway, but it's really hard when you saw one team play and the mm-hmm. other team had so many spots. I think the defensive line is a spot that I was very uncertain about for FAMU just because you lose Isaiah Land, Kamari Stevens transfers. You know you have Gentle Hunt, but there wasn't a proven edge rusher that has stayed healthy, that has been the guy. Anthony Dunn Jr. dominated the offensive tackles for Jackson. I mean, he really made a mark. Dre Jones had a good game. The wide receivers look legit behind Jordan Moore and Isaiah Major. The front seven really proved themselves. I think we all knew with Kendall Bowler, Javon Morgan, they had talent in the secondary. If their front seven can consistently get pressure on another quarterback, man, FAMU's going to be really tough to beat. And I think, listen, we knew we knew the speed. When you recruit the state of Florida, me and you both know, man, we played football mm-hmm. down in Alabama right here by Florida. You could throw a rock and find a guy who runs four three four four. They right. got speed everywhere. Marcus Riley, Jamari Sharid really stepped up because we know how big I, um, Xavier was for them last year. Jamari Sharid looks like he could be the guy for FAMU this year. The, when I leave this game, though, the only question mark I have is Musa's consistency. He played great the first half, but that second half, when you go to the Celebration Bowl, if you're going to try to win, you're going to try to upset South Florida this weekend, you're going to need more from Jeremy Musa. Bingo. Bingo. Uh, Terry on it. Some we, something else. Last year, Jackson State had the film. This year, fam, you had the film. Just saying. Yeah, I think that, I think that plays a lot into it, especially whenever you, like uh, Zach was saying, there's so many question marks about fam, you. You know what I mean? Without them having Zay, you don't know what they were going to look like offensively to a certain extent. Defensively, with all the transfers and guys that they brought in, how would they look? Whereas FAMU knows exactly how Jackson State was going to look under 
with all the questions that they had going into the season. We saw them answered a lot of those questions against South Carolina State. So they kind of had a blueprint for what Jackson State was going to do versus TC and those guys kind of had no answers to their to their questions. Like Zach was saying, they we were, they went in kind of blind. Yeah. Uh, Zach, you brought up something that I was actually going to touch on next. Musa. Uh, first of all, I, I do want to say that I want to point this out about Musa. At Media Day, um, we had uh, we the, the uh, fam, you guys were coming by and um, they were going to sit down and do an interview, but they got pulled away. You know, say, hey, we got to go do this. He said, oh, he's like, OK, we'll come back. Um, it was close to the end of Media Day. You know, that part where everybody like everybody's starting to pack up and leave. Uh Huge Hughes and left the building um, already. Uh, they skipped out on our interview again. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know they were leaving. Musa came actually came over. He was like, "Hey, y'all still y'all still want to do it?" It's like, "Oh yeah, definitely." You know, he's like, "Man, I told y'all I was gonna come back. I just want to make sure I'm you know saying so I stick to my word." Um, that's that told me a lot about his character. Yeah. Uh, but he when we talked to him, he was saying that, um, and I thought he looked pretty crisp in the first quarter. Um, and he was saying that this was the first time he's in his whole career, even high school, that he's been under the same system for two years. So uh, and I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure he said that uh, even high school uh, and I have to go pull it up. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think that I think that's what he said. You don't mute. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that is what he said. But yeah, I think he uh, he also mentioned trying to prove how good he could be without Xavier as well. Uh, he talked no. about trying to make rely on some of those other guys that they have. But I think in the first half, he kind of looked like he was progressing good without Xavier, but he kind of reverted back to some of what we saw last year from him whenever he wasn't going to Xavier Smith. He wasn't as accurate. He didn't mm -hmm. seem as confident whenever he was going to other receivers. And we kind of saw that in the second half of this weekend. Big time. Yeah, I mean <clears> – <throat> With, with Musa, though, I think the biggest thing is for FAMU to get the best out of him. It's not so much Musa. If you can establish a run, like a rushing attack, it makes him an oh. exponentially better quarterback. I mean, you got to think FAMU last year last in the entire conference mm -hmm. in rushing. I mean, they struggled to move the football. This past weekend, up against this Jackson defense, they put up over 200-plus rushing yards which I think is one of the highest totals in the SWAC this past week. And they did it with a double-headed monster of Terrell Jennings and Yant, the Nebraska transfer man. They did a heck of a job establishing the run. I think if they can have that, it takes a lot of pressure off of Musa. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder it because the, normally um, the, the coaches teleconference will be, would have been today, uh, but with it being a holiday, they uh, moved it to tomorrow. Um, I'm wondering how Coach Simmons feels now that he's got that that JSU monkey off his back. Mm. I I told Coach Fred last night on our show he's probably gonna he's probably gonna weigh 200 pounds lighter <laughs> at this press mm -hmm. conference. I mean, you got you have to you got to think. I mean, for the past two years he's had to sit and watch Jackson go win the Celebration Bowl, knowing that that was the only game conference that they've lost for two straight years now. I mean, it's got to be eating them alive. And plus, FAMU still has not won an outright conference championship since 2001. Mm -hmm. That's a long time ago, man. I was, what, five last yeah. time FAMU Dang. won a conference championship? That's crazy. 
I don't even want to say how old I was. That's hurting. (laughs) Zach just hurt my feelings. Just made me feel elder. Um, Taraj, we're going to get to that. We'll we'll definitely touch on that one. Uh, I know we're going to touch on a lot more later in the week, but we'll we'll touch on that one uh, a little bit later on. So hold on to that question. Um, But, uh, yeah, FAMU's got an opportunity. Uh, I was thinking about this earlier. Um, FAMU's got an opportunity to have won uh, with a volleyball championship, um, baseball, baseball. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if they won bowling. They may have won bowling too. I'm not oh, sure. I have no idea. About I, that. I can't remember. Um, but this is all. <laughs> this is 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 year one under um, AD Sykes. Yeah, and. I think uh, one of the most important things was this is the first game of the season. Uh, this is the first time in how long that the first game of the season, fam, you had every, everybody eligible to play. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very true. Very true. Uh, man, I'm trying to correct my camera. I overcorrected. Um, yeah, so it's big, man. It's big. Um, next game on the docket. Howard versus Eastern Michigan. I was uh, I was at a football game, a high school game, and I was literally looking, and the score was 23-6 to six, Eastern Michigan. I stopped watching. You know, I stopped keeping up with the score, focused on the high school game. Uh, and I turned back, and the score was 23-30. to 30. And, and Howard was almost w- within 10 yards of, of making it 30-30. Um, does this say more about Howard or less about uh Eastern Michigan? A little bit of both, yeah. a little bit of I mean, Howard <laughs> has some size up front, brother. Let me tell you oh, that yeah. right now. They got some size, bro. They gotta get. They and gotta get. You, we just talked about uh, Hampton being, you know, saying having to adjust for the CAA. They got uh, Howard's got to get ready for uh, the Ivy League. This, uh, <laughs> I thought you was finna say the CAA. I was no, they ain't going CAA. They gonna go Ivy League. But um, but they got some size, bro. And if they can get the quarterback play that they got in that uh, during that little run there that they had went on in the second half. Mm-hmm. They they might have something to say about the Miag as well, man. I think uh, they defense kind of locked in there late in the second or well, second quarter, third quarter. They kind of locked in defensively, but man, I was really surprised with that offense being able to move the ball the way they were. But behind that offensive line, I mean, they they were able to run. Quarterback had time. I mean, they they I don't I don't think that they're gonna go away like some people think they are in the Miag, right? Yeah, because I don't think like looking in the first because I was like you, uh, I was I was in the airport watching. It was thirty to six. Mm-hmm. So I just turned it off. I boarded my flight. I got bored. I I got the Wi Fi going and I opened my phone, and like you said, it was thirty to twenty three. And I was like, what What happened? <laughs> yeah, in this game, like what What is going on? But I mean, you think they lost by ten and they gave up sixteen points on special teams. They had the mm-hmm. the returns. Then they had the safety when the punter yeah, like the dropped the ball out of the back of the end zone. So you can't have those mistakes beating FBS schools. We know what it takes for an FCS school to beat an FBS school. You have to play the perfect game and win the turnover battle, win, not allow explosive plays like that. You can't give up 16 free points 
and pull off an upset. Because I mean, you got to think Eastern Michigan won nine games last year. Mm-hmm. This wasn't this wasn't a three. This wasn't UMass or someone like that. I mean, this was a decent group of five schools. So you have to give Howard credit, but that run game is nasty. Eden, yeah, I mean, he's a dog. You you have Jared Hunter. I mean, the the list goes on and on. And then when you're running behind a a Dankwa and that offensive line, Mm -hmm. I mean, that kid's a pro prospect, and I cannot wait to see his development. The MIAC had a really bad weekend in some aspects. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. Howard, Morgan, I mean, Central play Winston-Salem, we we know what they are. Man, the top of the MIAC is going to be a bloodbath between those three teams. Yeah. Um. This game, um, and you mentioned quarterback play, Quentin Williams. He's mm-hmm. been a a, a, a he sore subject, times, bro. He He's was been a sore subject, times. yeah, for a lot of people. But to see, you know, like you said, you know, the play he had, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Um, we we hey, talked, you know, what I'm saying at the top about Morgan State. So I still think Morgan State is is your number two team in the in the MIAC. I just it depends on what they get off that defense. I I don't there's a chance. Okay, I want to put in perspective. We'll see what Akron Akron's a gettable FBS game. Okay. If they get B plus offense, they could win that Akron game. If they go into MEAC play with an FBS scout and a top 25 scout, man, watch out because you guys saw what Damon Wilson built at Bowie. If he Mm -hmm. gets the if he it, it could be like the downhill slope with a rock rolling down it is going to just get heavier and heavier and faster and faster because I, I really can see this defense man you look at central they got the best you know they're going to have a tough offense howard has a strong run game but inconsistent quarterback play at times and that defense secondary is legit that defensive line's legit but you look at the bottom three of the MEAC, the offenses are terrible there could be a chance morgan could i really do think morgan could finish the season with the number one defense in fcs football because mm-hmm. I there's a chance I, I I know this sounds crazy if I told y'all they shut out Norfolk Delaware State and South Carolina State would it surprise you guys based on what you've no, seen no I lit I literally Zach said that I said they they're probably the best uh, no I was talking about the linebacker or the best in FCS not just yes. HBCU so yes, yes. um <laughs> was Howard so there were several speaking of so when you look at HBCUs playing uh, FBS opponents. Um, was Howard the most impressive loss that we saw this weekend? Because you had uh, – and, yeah. and it's three that come yeah. to mind. Well, yeah, four. not even close. Yeah. It's you not got Howard. Close. Yeah. yeah. I, I think my number two um, is probably UAPB. And they got blew out, but that game was closer than that score. Yeah. yeah either, I, that I, that a, gotta... either that or A&M. A and M was okay, but I think it's Howard too. Yeah, I think it's Howard by a landslide because usually the thing is, is UAPB played inspired early, but man, that game got so oh, like it got so far away yeah. from them that it's hard to pick them. I do love what they showed in the first half, though. Mm-hmm. The Vandy game, I don't know. Like, I it's it's Vandy, and I I don't understand why Maynard wasn't more confident going into that one. That was impressive, but for. For if you're an FCS school, when it gets 30 to six, most teams pull their starters. Most teams uh-huh. give up. The fact that they they kept fighting and they just got better and better. That third quarter, they were amazing. That's why I got. I think they have one of the most impressive FCS versus FBS performances of the of the week. I mean, them Rhode Island and probably U Albany were the top three in my opinion. 
in terms of close close losses to FBS schools because this is the first time I can't believe it. The FCS was zero and forty two this weekend against FBS schools. No FCS over wow. FBS upsets, but we had three D two over FCS upsets this weekend. Oh wow! Do you give how much of a chance do you give uh, Howard to beat Northwestern, considering? How bad they are and all the turmoil they got going on up there right that was now. One, that's one of my picks. That could be a, a big upset. Yeah. yeah. And Northwestern lost in uh, lo- <clears throat> they they lost to last year. Well, no, they lost an FCS school last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. I want to say they lost to Southern Illinois. The problem they they only won yeah. one game last year. They won. They beat uh, Nebraska in the first game of the year. Then they went over for ten for the rest of the season. I want to say they lost to Southern Illinois, who Southern Illinois didn't even make the FCS playoffs. They finished like six in the Missouri Valley. So it's a gettable game, I feel like. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. it up now, seeing who, who did they lose to last year. Uh, well, yep, Southern Illinois, 31-24. Yeah, that's why, because I, I, I thought I remember it was one of those MVFC schools. So I think Howard could do it. Talk about a turnaround for the MEAC, man, because it was a tough weekend. Uh, if, if I'm telling you, Morgan saved the perception of that conference. If they lose big to Richmond, and you're looking, Central got a win over a Division II school, which they should because of how good they are. You had Howard, an inspiring performance against an FBS school, but then you would have had a Morgan blowout to Richmond. South Carolina State has not looked good all season, and then two D2 losses by double digits. Well, that would have been horrible. What about how the SWAC looked this weekend? You're losing to a CAA, CAA school. Losing to a uh, you know Valley loot dropping to a D two school, I mean they they didn't have a great. I know a lot of their teams played each other as well, you know, but they didn't have a great weekend either. No, they did. I mean, the problem is though is because because of the way the Miac like carry. It, there's so few teams that yeah. I think the Bowie loss is not very surprising to any of us. Mm-hmm. But man, you can't lose if if you're Delaware State losing that game. Is it's just it's just tough because what the SWAC fans are gonna say is oh it's Valley. Yeah, that's true. That's what's that's what's gonna happen with the first year head coach on in a neutral site in Chicago. Plus, I mean, you look at Valley going into next week. Uh well, they get a bye week this week. Next week they play Delta State. They're down in that all-time series, a series five to one to Delta State and have to travel to Delta State, who they lost to Bombers 20 points last year. Right, mm. no Chris. Yeah. yeah, so there's going to probably be four D2 losses in HBCU football in just the first three weeks. Crazy. Crazy. All right, let me ask this, Zach. Um, the game you actually attended, Tennessee State-Notre Dame. Um, it's historic because it's the first time that Notre Dame has ever played any FCS school uh, let alone a HBCU. Uh, what was the atmosphere? I mean, I know fans. Um, <laughs> uh, fans were Notre Dame fans. Let me correct that. Were saying that why are we even playing this game? Stuff like that. But as far as from the Tennessee State side, um, what was the perspective? Um, they sold it out. It was a Notre Dame. Listen, Notre Dame is one of those programs. Like it does. Like let's just be honest. We we all know because we've all covered Power Five. It doesn't matter who LSU plays week one at home. They're going to sell it out. Doesn't matter who Tennessee plays. They're going to sell it out. Notre Dame, Ohio State. Like those programs always sell out. The crowd was electric, man. They were hyped for this game. It it was it was weird. And like the the weird thing is, 
because this is the first time I've ever traveled to a money game. I usually don't do this, but I, you know, mm-hmm. I, it was a historic game. They invited right. me, so I wanted to go experience it. Man, they, it was weird. Like I don't know if it was patronizing for Tennessee State fans or not, but it was weird because it was like they had so much respect for Eddie George mm-hmm. that the fans were like super respectful to like the kids and and the band and the cheerleaders. Like, dude, they had like a group of people sitting in front of like the Tennessee State cheerleaders and band. And they were trying to get them to play during the game. And like cheering for their band more than their own. It was like a weird like dynamic with that. Yeah. But in terms of the game, man, Tennessee State played a hell of a first quarter. I don't know if anyone watched it. They allowed a touchdown early on. It was 7-0. They drive down, get a field goal, and then force a fumble on the next kickoff. And are in the red zone with the chance to take the lead. They had the field goal, they they got the field goal blocked, and they, things got out of hand there. But, man, that first quarter, they played really, really well. But then the depth, obviously. Notre Dame's a right. top probably 10 team coming up in the next poll. I mean, they're that good. And Sam Hartman's legit. I just want to say, seeing him in person, I know it was Tennessee State secondary. That dude can ball. You just see all the stuff kind of click for him. But I'll say this, Tennessee State – Yeah, yeah. He's – listen, he looks like a grown man. He walked out midfield and I was taking pictures pregame. And I was like – like who is like I thought he was a co looks like a grown man in person, but um I will say this. I think this week y'all are gonna see how good Tennessee State is. Okay. Yeah, they, I really they, do. They, I mean they've got UAPB, so that's gonna yeah, be an interesting I, matchup. I think they win that one definitively, and I'm telling you, if they can figure out the quarterback situation, they're gonna be really good because they can run the football. They were establishing the run really well, okay. and the defense played a great game. A uh, Jalen Bell is six one playing defensive tackle, going up against Notre Dame. And had an outs. I mean, it was in the backfield all day long as an undersized defensive tackle. That kid, his potential's through the roof. I think the linebacker James Green played a great game, and then you also had Monroe Beard, that UAPB transfer. He had a huge okay. game for them too at, at, at the other linebacker spot. So they have the pieces. It, it's unfortunate. I, I don't like these big money games because man, fifty six to three is tough mm-hmm. to like take positives away. But I think this week, man, they're really going to show everyone how good they are. So this next one, I don't want to talk about the game so much as as I do want to talk about the ending. Oh, I Virginia know what you're going to do. <laughs> Virginia State and Norfolk State. Wow. Um, it, for those of you who haven't seen, um, Virginia State was was basically beating, beating Norfolk State. And I think Norfolk came back, but Virginia State had the ball late. Mm-hmm. Um, they had it late in their own end zone, and when I say late, it's like four seconds left. The quarterback gets the ball, runs out, and runs out of bounds, and leaves one second left on the clock. It was a three point game, so but he North didn't get State, the first down. He didn't get the yeah. Well, it wasn't it wasn't even first down. He was just trying to like he was. I don't know. Um, because the crazy part about it, I like think about it. If he just goes down in bounds. But anyway, no, it was fourth down. It was fourth down. That's what I'm oh. saying. Oh well, yeah. It was so down. He, had, he had to get the he first. had to get the first down. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, well, he leaves one second on the clock for for Norfolk State, and they're literally in in extra point range, um, getting ready to kick this 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 <laughs> extra point to tie the game. Basically, uh, it was a, it was, I mean a field goal, um, and the long snapper snaps it over the holder's head. Virginia State recovers and runs it in to uh well, I mean they were already winning, but they make this go from a uh three point game to a basically a ten point game. 
Yeah, that was a that was a bad beat, but it wasn't as bad as what UAPB. I mean, UAB did to A and T and blew my parlay on that t- scoring a touchdown with thirty nine seconds left. Come on, Trent <laughs> Dilfer, bro. Come on, man. Like I had I had NCA I had A and T plus twenty eight and a half. Man, come on. And they were they were down twenty two, and you scored a touchdown with thirty nine seconds left in the game. But uh, of course. But yeah, I don't know what Virginia State was thinking. I guess they were so scared of, you know, getting the punt blocked or, or something along them lines that they just tried to run the clock out. But they almost it almost backfired on them in the worst possible way. And and Josh said it best. Throw the ball as far as you can out mm-hmm. of the I mean out of the uh out stadium. of bounds. Yeah, throw it out of the stadium. Yeah. As far as you can, just chunk it. I mean, because it's going to run off the clock anyway, or just run like you, you, you can see the clock, like you have to see the clock. You Let's know, the see. crazy part about it, he could have took a safety with, with yeah, and, and yeah. it wouldn't have mattered. But yeah, That's it was a bad game, it, it was a bad game all around. Like, I mean, I, it, it was a bad game to watch, it, it was tough, and I. I, I said beforehand, Dawson Odoms has been on the hot seat for me. I know he has like 10 years left on this damn contract, dude. It's for, I don't know who – his agent needs to be in the Hall of Fame because that contract is outrageous. But at the end of the day, man, like are we looking at Norfolk potentially not winning a game this year? Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, they had every chance to win this game. I mean, they shot themselves. I'm, the title of this show is "Self Inflicted." This episode is "Self Inflicted." Yeah, uh, you that could be just talking about Norfolk State. I know we was talking about multiple teams and what they did, but mm-hmm. they had a chance to win this game, and they just shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, repeatedly. Um, I'm gonna trade lightly with this next one because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been, yeah. This it's been mm. some uh, hurt feelings behind this one. Uh, Labor Day Classic, Prairie View versus Texas Southern. Oh, you ain't lying about this one. That social media toxic. Yeah. Oof, yeah. Um, I, I listen. Y'all, y'all leave our uh, our good friend alone. Uh, she don't bother nobody. But obviously, she she might catch you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Because it's just, it, but what she's saying makes sense. I, it's 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 been a lot. First of all, I, I will say social media has given a lot of y'all um, this false sense of confidence that you can just say and do anything. Um, mm-hmm. I know I, I can I I can be a troll online at times, um, <laughs> a lot. Um, but uh, and be quiet. Um, but. I'm just drinking my tea, man. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> y'all, like, seriously, man. Y'all gotta, y'all, y'all do. I, I want y'all to realize that these people, these athletes, have families, and some of those family members ain't necessarily grow up in church and 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 will do some about all that talk. So, <laughs> yeah. But Prayer View takes a southern, the actual game, and I was leaving. The <laughs> the other Labor Day class that we're gonna talk about next, and we was on the phone talking about it, and you was like, "Man, body look good. This what's going on." Blah blah blah. And I was like, okay, okay, and I did not think anything of it. Next thing you know, 
Uh, I wake up the next day. I see Doc Cavill, Mike Washington on 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 their show, and they went they in full prayer view regalia. And I was like, "Whoa, what what's what was the final score?" Yeah. So <laughs> it was a good game. It was a classic game. Um, great comeback. By PV, I mean, well, it starts crazy because PV was winning, and then Texas Southern made a comeback, and then Texas Southern had a pretty comfortable lead. Then PV started making a comeback, and then they ultimately came back and sent it to overtime. So it was a great game. Um, you can't put the loss on one player by any means, but two big turnovers late in that game by Andrew Body. Um, one, so. PV scored, then Texas Southern threw an interception. PV's defense gets a three and out or, you know, a stop on fourth down, big sack of Conley, next possession of interception. You can't have back-to-back interceptions in, at, at that critical junction of the game and, and, and expect your team to keep a lead like that, that they're so, you know, they're so direly hanging on to. Um. But, I mean, he played great in the first half to give his team a lead. He had a lot of drops by his receivers. Didn't help him at all. A lot of major drops in that uh, and big moments in that game. But I think the biggest thing is just the, the fight and the grit of PV, man. They never gave up in this game. The defense locked in whenever they had to. Conley made big plays with his arm when he had to. In certain instances, big touchdown pass late. Uh, our guy Antoine running the ball pretty well late in that game. Yeah, I see now he had uh 18 carries, 89 yards. Yeah, some big runs late in that game as well. But I mean, but I think the biggest thing that I took away from that is the fight from both of those teams to, to, to come back once from, from Texas Southern and then for PV to give up a lead and come back and, and, and retake it again later on in the game. That was, that's a lot of the grit and determination for that team. And, I think both of these teams are got a lot of season left ahead of them, but if if PV can get the quarterback play from Conlon that they got throwing the ball late in this game, they might have something to say about their West. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was, that's a tough loss. Yeah, I'm, I'm mean, looking at the uh, win probability on on, and it's crazy <laughs> to look at it because like this graph is like up and down, and at one point there was a 92 percent chance for. Um, Texas Southern, and then there's if you flip it, there's an 88% chance for uh Prairie View, so it's yeah, all over yeah. the place. Yeah, I mean, it's just I, I, I'm i worried about Texas Southern because we've seen so many times just across college football an early close loss like this to a rival in division make a set of program back a long ways, and they just never seem to kind of get their footing through the year. So, I'm very interested to see what happens, you know. No, I think you saw the potential of like, man, we've heard the offseason hype. We know what he could be all conference. You saw that at times. The kid was balling, man. And then like like Ant said, the wide receivers were not helping him out in the first half. Quay kind of came on late yeah. and it kind of established himself as wide receiver one. But at the end of the day, man, if you're the superstar, if you're the face of the program, you can't make those mistakes. At the end of the day, like, man, that I don't blame the defense. The defense looked much improved. The new defensive coordinator, 
it looks like he's taken that defense a whole nother step up. Michael Atkins had a big game. Jacob Williams at linebacker had a big game. They were playing really well, but when you're putting your defense in bad situations repeatedly in the fourth quarter, man, you can't ask for anything more than them. You're giving PB short fields. You're asking your defense to play high minutes. That's just not that's that's not winning. That's not a winning recipe, man. And I just I wonder what the potential of Texas Southern is now. And for PV, give their offensive coordinator Mark Frederick some credit. We've seen too many times this weekend teams who are run heavy or their identity is in the rushing attack abandon it early because they weren't getting the production they needed. Man, PV only averaged like three, maybe like low four yards per carry in this game but can continually never got away from the run. They said, we are a running team and we're going to grind it out. Even if we got to run for three yards per carry, you're going to have to make us not run this football. So give him his credit for sticking to his game plan. Yeah. I'm looking at it. 3.4, which is ironic, you know, uh, because that's what Grambling was when we talked about them. 3.4 yards per rush. Texas Southern was at 7.1. Yeah, Ladarius was it? Ladarius Owens had a Owens, stupid yes. game this weekend. Eight, yeah, eight, eight carries, one hundred and four yards. Eight went carries. Mean, yeah, he, he should have had. Fi- he should have had fifteen to twenty carries that game. Yes, uh, I was, agree. Looking yeah. at this, wow. wow. And that's that's and that's one of my biggest things about that. One of those interceptions that uh late in the game, whenever you're trying to ice the clock. Why even put Andrew Body in that situation? You know what I mean? Just run the ball. You've already been having success running the ball. Run the clock out. You know, lean on that running game. If you can't run the clock out with two minutes left in the game, then that's a bad sign for your offense. So don't even put Andrew Body in that situation and just hand the ball off, especially when you got a guy who's already went for 100 yards today. Just feed him. He he only had, what, seven carry, eight carry, something like that. So he had fresh legs. Just feed him. Yeah. Especially with the new clock rule. Oh, yeah. Man, bro, you can take a core. Like, I talked to a coach today. I won't name the school. It's, a, it's an HBCU school. He called me and said, man, after our first game, he goes, I've already talked to our coach. He said, if we play a team that we are, we have a late, we have a lead in the second half. He was like, dude, we have a, we have a 15 minute drill now that we're trying to install in this offense where we think we could take away a whole quarter. I believe it. You can. I believe I literally and and I take care of the ball good enough. My bad, Pooh. If you take care of the ball good enough and you have a quarterback who knows how to control the snap count, you know, the 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 clock to where you're getting it off at at three seconds, two seconds every time. If if you're consistent enough with that run game, you can you could easily take a quarter off. You remember who did Army do that to? There was like a wasn't it like a few years back? Yeah, man, they what Mm -hmm. they they control they ran the ball the whole it was it was Oklahoma Michigan yeah because remember they they had the ball the entire third quarter the entire third quarter Oklahoma didn't get a drive and And now with with the old rules yeah so imagine what you could do now if and I think that's what's most surprising about these FCS FBS upsets if I'm an FCS school I'm going into the game saying you might be able to score but I'm only giving you two drives a quarter at most at the um, speaking, of, I guess we can transition over um, at the other Labor Day Classic, um, the Alabama State Southern Labor Day Classic. Um, at one point, I think the first quarter, Alabama State got a drive, Southern got a drive, and then the quarter was over. And I was like, 
how, <laughs> you know, um, but those offenses were clicking um, in that game. Um, in this game, Southern um, Harold Blood looked really good in the uh, descriptive plays that first that first quarter. He came out. He looked really good. He he had some incompletions, but you know it it was you know kind of par for the course. He looked really good. Um, and they went downfield and they scored. D. Davis, very I was very impressed with the improvement and the game plan with how they they attacked because um, they came out and ran a lot of um, direct snap to uh, 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 Howell. And they would make it seem like it kind of, you know, since snap went over D. Davis' head, he, you know, jumped through the fake and stuff, and how get in and take off running, or um, or they would roll him out of the pocket, or they would, you know, saying motion, you know, saying the trips to the opposite side, um, get a feel on on what the coverage was, and, and go from there. Uh, they it was a, a really good game plan on offense by both teams, especially the scripted uh, plays. Um, and then the defense started settling in a little bit, and it was, yeah, it was it was a whole different ball game. I was on the so after half, I was in his zone by the locker room with Southern coming out, and uh, Southern was coming out, and uh, Alabama State was warming up in the end zone, and there was a guy laying on the ground. He was stretching, and he yells to Harold Blood. I'm not gonna say the words. Well, he basically said, throw me one. Hey, throw me one. Let me get one. Harold Blood went out to throw two picks. Ooh. So, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I know a lot of Southern fans who are not happy right now with the way the game plan was, with the decision-making, the lack of adjustments at halftime. Um. Even mm. so much, even some questioning whether the right quarterback was being played. Mm. So, um, it could be a long year in Baton Rouge, depending on how things uh change going forward. But if you look at everybody else in the West, we talked about Grambling with their quarterback situation, we talked about UAPB not being a pushover anymore. Texas Southern and Prairie View both looked great. And we ain't even mentioned Alcorn yet and, and what we know they could be. So it could be a long year for them in, in Baton Rouge. I'm not saying it will be, but the fan base is looking like there needs to be some things changing or it would be a long year. Yeah, I mean, look at the SWAC West. Everyone called an L this week, except for PP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone's sitting at 0-1. That's not great. I, I think mm-hmm. uh, with Southern – So first of all, let me say this. I, I was standing for – Late in the in the third quarter, fourth quarter, fourth quarter, I was standing in the end zone. Um, Southern's the end zone. Southern was you know going towards. Uh, I guess that's the uh, north end zone. Um, I was standing next to BJ, and I ain't gonna lie, BJ had me shook. I was standing next to BJ. BJ turns to me, and he says. Why are they running in the middle when they're blit when when Alabama State's blitzing the A gap? He ain't say it like that, but he said it like that. Oh, I, I can only imagine how BJ said it because he don't play about Southern man. He is yeah. Passionate. And so I, he was like, and he BJ turns back. And he said they need to run speed option. I said, 
You know what I'm saying? I said, oh, okay. Um, two drives later, Southern finally runs speed option. And he just turns to me and looked and said, why they ain't been doing that? So I don't know. First thing that came to my mind was, this man had forgot more football than I probably hadn't even seen that day. Um, that I remember. And and just to, for him to, like, for BJ to analyze a play that quick and that fast and to see it and, and to understand was, one, it was very impressive. But it was like, if he's seeing this, why aren't they seeing it? Yeah. I mean, you got to think, the one defensive guy that I do not want near my near the football, Bubba, Bubba Adams. He is the mm-hmm. Mike linebacker consistently in the middle of the field, and you are running it straight into him. Mm-hmm. This dude, you aren't running over him. You're not beating him to the spot. He's too he's too athletic. He's too big. He's too strong. He's too good at linebacker. Why are you just feeding him the ball? That's what they did all night, and their run game was so uncreative. You have Gary Quarles, all swack running back. Kobe Dillon was one of the best freshman running backs in the country. Two years ago, you are so deep at running back, which is why I picked Southern. I picked Southern because I had questions about the quarterbacks. Their running back should have been able to win this game. They could not run the football. And then you look on the other side, man. Keyshawn Key is the best wide receiver in the SWAC right now. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's a debate. That kid is unstoppable. If you, uh, no offense to D. Davis, he played a great game. If he had a quarterback, Musa. Andrew Body, Miles Crawley this weekend. Keyshawn Johnson might go for 200. He's that good. I mean, the Southern has good defensive backs, and they had no idea what to do with him. Yeah. yeah G, G was running that thing here, of course. He had eight. I mean, and he didn't play most of the second half. Yeah. He did not play. He had eight carries for 30 yards. Um, he was a leading leading rusher. Um, the second leading rusher, Harold Blood. And I promise you, that wasn't by design. He was getting pushed out of that pocket that whole second half. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave D. Davis, to your point, Zach, threw for 180 yards. Um, Keyshawn Johnson had uh, 107 of those and two touchdowns. Yeah. He, he, he played a lot more efficient. I just I understand people are critical of him because they want to see him go win the game. Mm-hmm. I'll take a quarterback that just does his job and wins me and just wins the football game over a guy who tries to make plays and ends up losing losing the game. Uh-huh. Give me what D. Davis did. Yeah, over like and no offense. Like I'll take the win in what D. Davis did over the, over what Miles Crawley did in the loss. Yeah. He was yeah. very efficient in that first half. Very efficient. Yeah, speaking of that, it brings me back to what uh, Travis said. It was a bad weekend for the state of Louisiana. Very. And we, ain't gotta go the, we ain't got to go into no details. Seats. But, yeah, um, it definitely was, man. It was terrible. Hey, I mean, um, it was, oh! if you, even if you talk about, like, what McNeese did and what Southeastern did or didn't do, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bad all the way around. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm looking at – I got the Duke-Clemson uh, game on. And uh, Clemson was driving in the score. The running back got hit, fumbled the ball, and Duke just picked it up and ran it back to their own 30. It's uh, they're I, I, already. I'm gonna say this Florida State's gonna win the ACC, and it's not even gonna be close. Yeah, I already said, yeah, I said that. And and, and to Travis' point, I'd I don't want to necessarily go into detail about it. 
already I had already said that Florida State would be the toughest game. I have been saying it all summer, be the toughest game that LSU plays. It's probably the best team that LSU will play in a regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, but yeah, this is anywho. Back back to the to the subject at hand. Um, you mentioned Bubba Adams. Phenomenal game. Uh, he was all over the field. He was involved. All the scene, like he was involved in everything. Um, um, <laughs> Travis, Travis, I thought that was your face. Remember how good the tailgating was on Saturday. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Bubba had a, a, an amazing game. Um, that defense as a whole, like I said, second half turned up. Um, one thing. That I think um, I, I want to give big credit to Coach Robson for doing uh, because a lot of coaches might not have had the uh, been able to set their ego aside to do bringing somebody like Coach Sims on on staff. Um, we talked at media day, talk you know, hey Bubba, how is it? What is it like? Asking him and and how we know some. What is it like adding someone like Coach Sims? And Bubba's like, man, it's it's great. It's like he's helped me so much as far as like seeing the defense and stuff and seeing, I mean, seeing the offense and and, and picking up on stuff. Um, and it was close to it was before Southern got that last drive, uh, or attempt to to you know get the last drive. Um, I was trying to get a good picture, of it, but um, it was Coach Sims and Bubba. They he was literally in 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 Bubba's ears, just telling him, "Hey, you know, what I'm saying, kind of like say we need to be looking for this, we need to be looking for this, you know, blah blah blah." Um, very first play, it wasn't Bubba, but very first play, uh, blood drops back, throws it, and it's a pick. So it's like when you I don't add think, something like that, yeah. I don't think they're gonna be a pushover. You guys remember? I mean. Fam, you had to block a field goal and return it to win that game last year over Alabama State. If D. Davis takes that efficient step forward, mm-hmm. Bama State's going to give Fam you a strong run for their money this year. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, um, it's, and y'all gonna think I'm I'm crazy. It might be a little biased. I think with Fam you having yeah, you to biased. go, to, I am. But with Fam you having to go to A and M this year, I think that might. Mm. I don't know about that. I need to see it against. I need to see them play in FCS school before I like make my final take on and, what and uh, is. I mean, and and I think we know who the quarterback's going to be. Um, we do. Phantom, yeah. Is yeah. it going to be it like one quarterback? One quarterback stood out. Um, I mean, granted, he did, his numbers weren't great, but he looked a lot better than the other quarterback. Um, so we well, Langford, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I uh, thought he looked the best, I thought he did too. I don't think it was even close, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time they get that and, and then actually play, like Zach say, play FCS, I think they'll be okay. Do, they they have okay. a D2 team this weekend, right? They got Tuskegee, Lane. is it Lane? Lane? Okay, I knew it was like one Lane. of the two, yeah, Tuskegee's homecoming. That's gonna that okay. is gonna be a good Zach. I'm glad you what a transition. Tuskegee. Um this week we saw Tuskegee take on um Fort Valley State in the Red Tails Classic at uh at, at the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery. First of all, that game was it was back and forth. It was 
truly uh, a shootout. Um, Fort Valley State got got up big. Um, well, shoot, the scoring ain't right on ESPN. Which I'm speaking. Let, let me rant a little bit about ESPN. ESPN. This game was on your on your network. It was on ESPNU. How do you not have the stats? On your website, how it was one of your games on your one of your main platforms. Y'all got to do right by uh, HBCUs. ESPN. Well, bro, did you know? So I I talked to a coach at Valley today. The coaches don't even have the stats for the Valley Central State game this weekend. They didn't keep live stats. Apparently, they had to send them the all twenty two film today for them to go back and rewatch and calculate the stats. That's wild. That's wild. What are we doing? How how does how does a team prepare for the next week if the damn coaches don't even have the information to go all That's like wild. what are we doing? Touchdown Duke. Mm. Um it's uh, it drives me wild that we don't have like um that you have to wait until the newspaper or something like that for high school games. Um, with this being a college, you you can't tell me there's not an intern or, or, or math major or something, you know, that you can't bring in uh, a college student that you that you can't tell me that wouldn't be willing to travel with a team. Get this experience and and, and calculate these stats and keep come on, man. Come on, we, like, got, we got to do better with that. Especially big high school teams. Like when Buford plays St. Francis, bro, I had the full – you could pull up the full box score the mm-hmm. second the game ended. Or when no. Modern Day or one or Lipscomb Academy up in Nashville. Like, man, Pike mm-hmm. – I mean, in, in the state – do you think Thompson in the state of Alabama doesn't have their stats the night of the game? Thompson. This is, Hoover. They go, to, yeah. they go to Max Preps when the game over and get it. Yeah, Max Prep keep up with the score. You know, here ESPN didn't even have the score. You know where I had to get the score from? Shout out to HBCU Game Day and your app for having the scores to the game for HBCU games. I truly appreciate y'all for that. Shout out to the fighting. Well, no, I'm sorry, that's what I was gonna say. Shout out to Stephen Gathers and uh, Mr. Vaughn and all those guys over there because because of y'all, I was able to at least find out if they because I. Again, I was watching the game on, on live because of, that's the only way I could see the score. I turned my – it was at the end of the game. I think I left, like went to the kitchen or something to come back just to see if, if you know, this went to overtime or whatever, and the game was over, and there was no score on ESPN's app. Thank you, HBCU Game Day, for having the app so I could find out the score. And, yes, Mr. Terry. Mr. Terry said, Aaron James is a good coach. Shout out to the 251. Uh, uh, the pride of Pritchett, you know, what I'm saying former Blunt High School quarterback, uh, former Tuskegee quarterback, great man, great person. Um, Mr. Aaron James, appreciate you. Uh, proud of you, definitely. So, yeah, speaking of first wins, mm-hmm. our guy at Bluefield State that was the first one, but the first yeah, one for the season, first- yes. Yeah, for their first seed. Yeah. Uh, it's their first CIA uh, victory since, since they've been yeah. back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Beating Livingston. It is, man. Shut up, Coach Livingstone, Livingston, I think. Livingstone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Livingstone. Yeah, Livingstone. 
Yeah, man. Shout out to Coach. Uh, I hit him up, man, and told you know some congratulations uh, because I wanted to find out the proper way to say quarterback's name. Coach, you know, saying responding and stuff, you know, taking that busy time to to answer, you know, I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> He's a great coach, man. He's a good dude yeah. too. Like he reached oh, out yeah. to me. I think he was on y'all show. Yeah, and I was mm-hmm. in the I was in the comments and commented something. I was like, I'm gonna support him. Just he's, that's the only D two score I kept up with all weekend for like D two versus D two. And so like yeah. the fact that he reached out after the show, man, he's a he's a cool dude, man. I'm I'm hoping they it go really and ball is. out this year. Yeah, I'm can't I don't know where I'm gonna be able to find it. C I double A make a way for this Johnson C. Smith and this Bluefield State game to be televised or recorded somewhere. I need to see this game. I know it's going to be hype. It's going to be lit. It's going to be it's, it's, it's gonna be a game. I'm looking forward to seeing this game. Definitely, man. I'm just yeah. – yes. uh, HBCU Go or HBCU Plus needs to step up in that situation. I agree. Completely yeah. agree. Um there was a, another – wasn't there another big CIAA win um, or CIAA over um, a, a, a FCS school? Mm-hmm. Let me see. Let me see. Let me check and see. Don't, the only D2 uh, the only D2 over FCS wins that there was Central State over Valley. Mm-hmm. There was um, the, there was the Norfolk loss, and then there was the Delaware State loss. Those were the only three D2 yeah. losses. Okay. The, the only three FCS losses to D2. Okay, I must have been thinking about another game then, but uh, unless they knocked off a top like other D two school, I don't know if there was like a ranked upset or whatever in the, in terms of D two upsets. Yeah. Um. Other than that, man, Kentucky State that was another impressive one that I did see them Kentucky State versus uh Clark and Kentucky State's new offense. They might, you know, they might do make a little noise in the uh. In the SIAC, so it's gonna be interesting to see. Very interesting to see. Um, but man, uh, conference players of the week, uh, those came out and hold on, I'm missing the swags. Hold on, let me get the swags up here. Um, I want to say Bubba was defensive, it was, yeah. Here we go. So we had uh, Trazon Conley. Because uh, and and this is a little controversy because a lot of people said that Miles Crowley should have got it. His stats were better um, than Trayson. Let Trayson let a comeback. Yeah, yeah. you can't a you can't lose the game and get MVP. Yeah. Uh, then you got uh, Bubba had uh, he, twelve total tackles. I had to look it up. Twelve total tackles. Uh, eight. I think it was four solo. Eight. Uh, eight assisted. Um, Marcus Riley. He got specialist of the week, and he also got newcomer. And the player of the week. So uh shout out to him. On the MEAC side, this thing looked like a, a complete North Carolina Central um affair. Uh Davis Richard, um Richard, uh got offensive player of the week. Uh defensive player of the week was Eric Hunter. Uh Ricky of the week. I'm sorry, Eric Hunter from Morgan State. Ricky of the week was Jamari. Um Aaron from Howard, uh, offensive line uh, lineman of the week was Daquan Thomas from uh, North Carolina Central, and specialist of the week was Brandon. Uh, was it Covington? Mm-hmm. From Codrington. Codrington. 
from the MEAC from uh, North Carolina Central. Now, for the CIAA, SIAC didn't put one out. Uh, I did check. Uh, but now, for the CIAA, Jackie Hart from Bluefield State, the quarterback, he got um, player of the week. You got Jada Byers. Uh, who's probably going to be a staple on this list. They probably can write his name in pen. <laughs> uh, permanent marker. Uh, he got running back. Uh, Malachi uh, Langley from Lincoln got the wide receiver. Justin Meade from Virginia Union got offense alignment. Jalen Dollar from Elizabeth City State got defense alignment. Gerald Simpson from Fayetteville State got linebacker. Willie Drew from Virginia State got uh, defensive back. Brady Myers from Virginia Union got the kicker slash punter. And Jackie Hart again was the Bluefield State. I mean, from Bluefield State, got rookie of the week. So congratulations yeah, Willie, to them. Willie Drew was all over the field for Virginia State, man. All mm -hmm. over the field. <clears throat> yeah, there was uh he got like some love for some NFL scouts and like evaluators on social media. I saw that where they were talking about he's he's like a legit NFL draft prospect. Yeah, that kid was all over the field. That's dope. Um, any other notable games performances that we left out? Mm. No, I just want to say I told y'all Bubba should have been Swat Defensive Player of the Year, but just want to hey, I'm with there again. I'm I'm with you. I am with you on that. Uh, but man, man, man. Um, I did. I I, did, I talked about it at the top that. I did hit him with that. Uh, I said, "Hey, I walked up behind him. Said, 'Hey, uh, we'll talk to be cheating.' <laughs> he bowed out after that, man. So, yeah, you should have walked up to him and been like, "Hey, man, I just heard from the swag. They already named Sunday out of the Player of the Week, man. It don't matter what you do out here." Ah, <laughs> oh, that's cold. That's cold. Oh man. Oh man. Bubble man, great dude, man, great dude. Um, yeah. Uh, proud of him, happy for him. Uh, same with uh Howell, man. He he didn't have yardage and stuff like you know saying he probably won it but he was a staple back there man um he went up against a really good southern defensive front man those d tackles for southern what is it shelby givens and taj is it boyd or no it's taj taj brown those two kids are unblockable at times i mean man you got to give them their props they were they were uh, shout out to d davis for staying composed man because they were in the backfield at the snap majority of that game Oh yeah, All right. He was running for his life, um, and a lot. And I, I do like the 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 uh, play calling and trying to kind of uh, move the pocket, um, misdirection, uh, direct snaps and stuff. Uh, that, like I said, that that was I think that was key. Um, all right, before we get ready to get up out of here, um, I know I asked about other notable games and performances. Um, I do want to go back. It was a comment. Somebody asked about uh do 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 this week coming up. Uh Grambling and LSU, they'll say, Hey, I know it's not your current topic right now. I'm excited to see this weekend with Grambling versus LSU. What are your expectations expectations with LSU and the talent on both sides of each team? And you wanna um jump in that first? Mm. What is my expectations with this LSU and the talent on both sides of the ball? I feel like LSU going to come out pissed off. <laughs> and that might not be best case scenario for Grambling. But I do feel like 
from based off what I saw this weekend, Gremlin might can move the ball on LSU's secondary. Um, with Lyndon Rash, Nashawn Dickerson, and them guys, I think uh, I think they can move the ball a little bit. I just don't know how long they can keep it close. I think the depth will start playing a factor sooner or later. Um, but if they come out on fire, kind of like we saw UAPB, like we saw from some of the other schools uh, playing the FCS opponent, FBS opponents, they might keep it close for a little while. And I think they can. I think they can move the ball a little bit, but I don't see it being one of those upset special type of games. Hmm. Oh no, no, no! The worst um, case scenario is that LSU lost to Florida State the way they did. Yes. Grambling. I know Hugh Jackson was in his office watching it, throwing laptops. Like the last thing you wanted was LSU to get beat like that because L- Brian Kelly's going to have those guys. He might play the starters for two quarters now instead of just one because yeah. now you got to go out there and prove it. The, I will say Sunday Gata has a shot though because after the way Jared Verse performed yesterday, we know he's the top edge rusher in the class. Obviously, that kid's a freak. If Sunday Gata can't. Like they're going to compare his performance to Jared's performance in terms of NFL evals. Sunday is on the clock, man. You got to go out there and ball, man. Jared set the bar very, very high. You got to go try to. You got to go try to reach it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Last year, Southern came in this game, uh, one and zero after they beat up on Florida Memorial, um, and so Southern came in a little bit more confidence. Um, after the defeat, you know. That Hampton, I'm sorry, that Grambling took, you know, saying from Hampton. I don't know if they come in with, uh, you know, saying as confident as they may have. I mean, granted, I, I they they probably wouldn't have came in, you know, saying high hopes anyway. But now it might be it might get a little bit ugly, real fast. So and for a long period of time. So we yeah. shall see. I don't, I don't expect much. Um, but Zach, man, appreciate you jumping on last minute, man. Um, for sure. Tell the people where they can find you and all that good stuff. Uh, but here, floor is yours. Hey, man, appreciate y'all having me on, man. I always love chopping it up with you guys. That's why when y'all, y'all invited me, man, I made sure to have everything ready. But you can find me, thebluebloodcfb.com, and articles all the time on FCS football. The Blue Bloods on all podcast streaming platforms, YouTube, the, the, the underscore Blue Bloods on all social media, and then it's just at Zach McKinnell on all social media, man. But anytime, love chopping up with you guys. Appreciate y'all again. The GOAT. Yes, sir. Uh, I tell y'all this, and, and and Zach, you know, man, it's, it's always love. Uh, there's nobody, nobody. It's, it's when it comes to FCS, um, D two, D three. I know you, you're more FCS. Uh, there's nobody I trust more than than you. Uh, and also, I got Kelly. You know, definitely, definitely, uh, definitely. Nobody I trust more than you guys. Um, Truly appreciate always having y'all uh, having you on, especially man, because uh, the goat, yeah, yeah, man. Hey man, I, I definitely appreciate y'all, man. Well, hey, y'all have a good night, man. Looking forward to hopping back on. I'm looking, uh, y'all gonna let me know y'all's y'all's game day schedule, man. I got to catch y'all the game this year. Yes, For definitely. Sure. Um, I I hate, and I didn't realize that the I realized the Tennessee State no day. I knew you. I was like, man, Zach will be here too. I would have been if it wasn't been for that. Like that was the I game know. I was going to go to. I was either like I had it planned. I was either going to hit the late. I was going to either go to Texas Southern PV mm-hmm. or Alabama State Southern. Like those were my two other games. But then once I got the Notre Dame, I was like, got to take that one. I can all I can get to Alabama State any weekend. 
Yeah, yeah. I know touchdown touchdown Jesus was probably, you know, amazing. Too much to pass up, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that bucket list thing, man. Well, hey, y'all have a great night, man. Appreciate y'all. All right. You too, bro. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all know what it is. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday, man. We're gonna uh get up finally get our guys back, man, from the um from the wild card. Unfortunately, like I said earlier, we ran into an issue with uh Wi-Fi. <laughs> Wi-Fi down at uh Alabama State. So, but uh we'll be back on Thursday, man. And like that, we're out. This show was presented by betonline.ag. Bring me my money. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.